0: Love Talk Radio Glamour Fearless Diva Talk Radio
1: Give me the green light Give me just one night I'm ready to go right now I'm ready to go right now
0: Checking your smile, working your back like just going out of style. Shake just a little bit
1: faster, shake just a little now, girl. I'm dying to meet you, so let's mess around. I've got an obsession, so us getting down. Come just a little bit closer, I just
2: need permission, so give
0: I'm ready to go right now too and welcome you to Diabetes Late Night. I'm your host, Mr. Diva and I'd like to help empower you to manage your diabetes with confidence, knowledge, and inspiration. My guests for the next hour include the Charlie's Angels of Outreach, poet Lorraine Brooks, author Peter Arpacella, Jennifer Martzloff from Trig Laboratories, Mama Rose Marie, and Catherine from New Orleans. Tonight... We're celebrating Men's Health Month and talking about becoming a living legend in your own lifetime with inspiration from singer-songwriter John Legend. Now, I bet you didn't know how John Legend got his legendary stage name. His friend, poet Jay Ivory, who uh, saw him and said, I heard John's music and it reminded me of the music from the old school. I guess that means it's back in the 80s when I was listening to the radio. He said, "John." He told John, you sound like one of the legend. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to call you that from now on. I'm going to call you John Legend. Wow. Well, that's a big name to live up to, don't you think? <laughs> Thankfully for John Legend, he's done just that. This year, he's celebrated the biggest year of his career with the huge number one hit, All of Me, which will be playing later on in the program. I clearly think he deserves to be called a legend. But what about the rest of us? Is being a legend really within our grasp? Honestly, for me, I think staying healthy and happy so that I could stick around and be around to talk to all of you about my favorite legends, including Luther Vandross, is something to aspire to. (laughs) When you realize that some of the statistics I'm facing really make my legendary status questionable. In fact, did you know that um, a man's lifespan in the U.S. lasts six years is six years less than that of a woman's, and by the age of 85, women will outnumber men two to one. If I live to be 90, women will outnumber me three to one. Well, you know, Luther Vandross brought some of these statistics to life with his iconic song, Dance With My Father. The legend goes that Luther lost his father at the age of 11 to diabetes health-related complications. His mom, Mary Ida Vandross, never got over the loss or longing for her husband, which Luther clearly references in the song's lyrics. Unfortunately, Mrs. Mary Ida Vandross had experienced more loss in her lifetime. She lost three of her four children before her youngest child, Luther Vandross, who vowed to outlive his mother, passed away in 2005 at the age of 54 to diabetes health-related complications. Now, that song's lyrics are haunting, but probably not as haunting as the reality of being a woman who was a wife and mother and found herself alone at the age of 80. Who did she have to turn to when she needed help, felt lonely, or fearful? I'm so grateful in my lifetime that my father is still alive right now. He just celebrated his 80th birthday last year. I counted my dad for so many things, good and bad advice, and all the aspects of my life to help see me through it. He's been there through many difficult times, and last year he was there to turn to when my mother suffered her injury. I'd like to give a quick shout-out to all the dads who are living or have gone on to be legends for inspiring their children. We appreciate you so much for all the things you do. And if you want some inspiration and want to learn about a living legend with diabetes, well, tonight's your chance, because we're giving away a copy of Dr. Beverly S. Adler's book, My Sweet Life, Successful Men Living with Diabetes. To one lucky winner, all you have to do is join the Diabetic Facebook pages by Father's Day, that's this Sunday, June 15th, and a random will, winner will be chosen. Now, for anyone considering to be a legend, man or woman... Uh, especially men. My father used to tell me to be a man amongst men, which I think means living by example. And of course, in my terms, that means being happy and healthy. So that means quitting smoking, stop overeating, stop stressing out about the small things in life, stop turning to drugs and alcohol for comfort, stop disrespecting women, and be more present in the moment. Because yesterday is considered the past, tomorrow is known as the future, and today is truly a gift, which is why it's called the present. Being a legend tonight means making your health a priority, taking your medications, eating right, which means sometimes not eating that much red meat, cutting down on that salt, exercising regularly, and handling the ups and downs of daily blood sugar management with a healthy dose dose of humor and style. Now, in tribute to John Legend and all the legends listening tonight, we're showcasing his music courtesy of Sony Music during this podcast Get your favorite John Legend album at Sony.com. John Legend broke onto the music scene in a big way in 2004 with this hit. Let's take a listen.
1: We make up on the way. I hang a few more. We rise and we fall. And we feel like just walking away. As our branches, We take
0: not a to see I do you to say just All right, well, there's nothing ordinary about my first guest. Please welcome poet, TV host, jewelry designer, the one and only legendary Lorraine Brooks. Hi, Lorraine.
3: Hi, am Matt.
0: Thank you for coming on again Thank you for joining the show tonight.
1: It's my pleasure.
0: You know, being a living legend is sometimes kind of hard, I think, for people because it's hard to accept all that praise when people give you, you know, stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Luther received his last week and you get honored with Grammys or Oscars or Tonys. But sometimes it's just it's being able to accept that praise from just someone in your family who wants to thank you for taking them to the doctor or going out and shopping for groceries because they can't do it. How how willing are you to accept praise from other people? Oh, wow. It's funny you should ask me that. I'm not
1: good at it, as a matter of fact. Um, I'm getting better because I, I have to understand that people see me often in a different way than I see myself. So I'm getting better. I'm trying to be more gracious at accepting compliments. and uh, uh, But you know what? It's not easy. It's strange. It seems like we would all need to be complimented or we all need support or we all need to be made fit. Fe- me made to be feel special but then when someone compliments me I, I I tend to downplay it which uh you know I don't know if that's such a good thing but I'm working on it
0: all right well I want to tell you you're sensational you're fantastic <laughs> and you're amazing and every Thank month you. I get to share this <laughs> podcast with you it just blows my mind it's going to be such a thrill to be performing at the Greenwich Comedy Club with you in July in celebration of our fifth year anniversary with this podcast and I'm, I'm so looking forward to it and really from the bottom of my heart Lorraine every time you put pen to paper I feel it's magic and thank you so much for inspiring our diva community I'm living right on the edge of my seat right now leaning forward forward to find out what you have for us tonight well we spoke um, about uh,
1: your choice of John legend to be tonight's uh, diva dude And um, I was really not a big fan of his, I have to admit. I listened to some of his music. I went on uh, iTunes and downloaded some of his music. And I, like you, have now come to really appreciate his talent much more than I did. But thinking about his name and thinking about what you and I spoke of in in terms of of people who are legendary, and, of course, we just lost Maya Angelou, who everybody agrees was just a, a living legend as well, But I got to thinking about exactly what you were just saying, that uh, you don't have to be famous to be a legend. You can be a legend in your own community or among the people that you know. So that's kind of what I was thinking when I sat down to write this particular poem, which I called Be My Legend. I don't know what a legend is, but I hear it in your name. Tell me who you truly are and what's your claim to fame. Are you the one who will teach me how to recognize my strength? I've heard it said, to have me, you would go to any length. I don't know how to give you all the things I know you need. I don't know what's important, and love's never guaranteed. I've never given all of me to anyone but you. It's taken everything I have to see your point of view. But we're all legends, aren't we, to someone here on Earth? Our words and our behavior have meaning, depth, and worth. We don't need fame and fortune to be an influence. All we need is compassion to make a difference. Listen, trust, observe, and pray. Stimulate and articulate. Be the sort of human being That others gladly imitate that's what you are each one of you who've made us strive and seek and how we all admire all your passion and mystique so be my legend be my friend inspire me to live ordinary people do have lots of things to give be my legend teach me well Inspire me to be and know that you have taught me how to give you all of me.
0: Thank wow, you. Lorraine, you captured this month's theme, Being a Living Legend, so beautifully. And everyone listening to you, you could, you could uh, check out that whole poem in its entirety on the DivaBetic blog, as well as in our e-newsletter that's coming out later this week. Lorraine, thank you so much for being a part of the show.
1: Max, always my pleasure. I look forward to next month already. Oh.
0: A f- five year anniversary coming up. Indeed, well, you might like this now that you're a fan. You know, John Legend's latest album, Love in the Future, breaks new ground the rain for this nine-time award Grammy Award winner who's been making waves since his label debut. Let's take a listen to one of the cuts from Li- Love in the Future. I wanna be loved. I wanna be loved. All right. Research has found, on average, men want sex more often than women at the start of a relationship, in the middle of it, and after many years of being in it. So what can a man do to get his partner in the mood? Well, my next guest from Trig Laboratories and makers of wet products, lubricants, is going to help share some solutions with us. Please welcome to the show Jennifer Martzloff. Hi, Jennifer. Hi. How are you? I'm good. I'm ready to turn up the heat and get between the sheets with you during this Don't Let Diabetes Kill Romance segment on the radio. Nice. <laughs> you know, I've been walking, I was walking around the drugstore getting ready for this podcast and I couldn't help but notice that there are a lot of lubricant choices out there in the world today. And I, I truly don't remember that happening back when I was a teenager. Has that industry just blown up over the, the last couple of years
3: I would say over the last five years, the drugstores are getting a lot more into giving people choices about their sexual wellness.
0: and With the idea that we're just, you know, we're seeking new ways to please each other, what do you think this is all,
3: what's the reason behind it? I just think with shows like Sex in the City, people are much more open to talking about sex. I think that that really opened up our culture a lot, and, and people are becoming more accepting of it. They're talking to their doctors about it. Their doctors are recommending products like WET, which they never recommended before. It's an exciting time. No, it is, and, and I love people who are forthright about it. I mean, one of the things we try to accomplish
0: with our "Don't Let Diabetes Kill Romance" campaign is kind of erase some of the barriers, like embarrassment or, or shame, around talking about sexual wellness. We're gonna have some fun tonight, you and I. and We're gonna go over some of these lubricant choices, but I had to turn it. I had to turn it up a notch, diabetic style. So you're gonna, we're gonna play a game. We're gonna call it Celebrity Dudes' Favorite Lubes. I'm gonna give you a famous male celebrity and a situation you're going to have to tell me which lubricant out of all the wonderful products that wet makes would be perfect for the for the gentleman I'm going to mention are you ready
3: uh, I love it yes go ahead all right your first celebrity dude
0: I want to do the drum roll <laughs> Kanye West on his honeymoon what would his favorite oh, lube be
3: piece of cake that is wet platinum platinum well, Kanye and Kim would have nothing less than wet platinum. It's it's the best of the best. It's it's a little bit more expensive, but it's totally worth it. Much longer lasting than a typical water-based would be. Ultra silky. You can use it underwater in case you're getting crazy in the hot tub. Definitely wet platinum.
0: You could use it on a motorcycle like him and Kim were on that in their video together, right? Yeah. Okay. okay. Wet platinum. That sounds there. great. Yes. Next one coming up. Are you ready for the challenge? Yes. This celebrity dude's been making a lot of headlines, but uh, we're going to not talk about that right now. We're just going to think about Justin Bieber trying to get back Selena Gomez. What lube would Justin Bieber or any 20-something young guy want to use for his favorite ex-girlfriend?
3: Oh, definitely Fun Flavors.
0: Fun Flavors? Fun Flavors,
3: yes. It's a four-in-one lubricant. It's warming. It's flavored. It's a massage product also and a lubricant all-in-one. It's just, for those two, it's just the right amount of sweet and spicy.
0: And so what flavors does it come in?
3: Oh, gosh. Watermelon, cherry, strawberry, passion fruit, and tropical fruit explosion.
0: Ooh, all right. Sounds good. All right. Here you go. This is kind of, I'm going to mix it up here a little bit. you got to tell me what these celebrity dudes' favorite lubes would be if they were Hughes. That means Hugh Hefner versus Hugh Jackman.
3: What would either one of you <laughs>
0: <use>? choose? Oh,
3: <laughs> I think Hugh Hefner, well, he's the original. So I'm going to go with wet original because that's, he's, it's just, it's it's our original. We've been making lube for 25 years and, and that was the first one. It's water-based, it's, it's clean, it's easy to use, it washes away nicely. Definitely wet original for Hugh Hefner. For Hugh Jackman.
0: Yeah, the X-Men. Oh,
3: I know, I love him. I love him and I love John Legend. Um, Hugh Jackman. I just say wow when I when I think of Hugh Jackman because that's that's our clitoral arousal gel and I'm I'm getting a little aroused right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I Is love it. Rock? We're turning up the Is heat, ladies rock? and gentlemen. So what that's would Hugh Jackman
3: role. use? I, I'm going to go with wow, wet wow. wow. Okay and yes.
0: you, you know part of the, part of a great lubricant is because so many women with diabetes experience personal dryness so this is really a health issue as well that just making yes. sex more pleasurable for both the men and the women is using a lubricant correct
3: it's pleasurable, and it, yes definitely and and i always recommend platinum for for people with diabetes just because it's a it's a longer lasting lubricant it doesn't absorb into the skin and there's no water in it that's going to evaporate so it just makes it coat the skin and last longer and it's much more comfortable
0: okay well now i want to switch the dial for a minute and talk to you about something else i'm totally hooked on bet series being mary jane starring gabrielle union i think she's amazing
3: have you seen this tv show yet I haven't. I'm going to watch it today, though.
0: Okay, so Mary Jane is like a 40-year-old, very successful anchorwoman, and the bottom line is she's she's been going back and forth with a man for several years, and now she's getting to the age where her biological clock is ticking and she's deciding to have a baby. So the cliffhanger at the end of the season, this is a spoiler alert, is she steals her boyfriend's um, sperm out of his condom and freezes it so that she could potentially have a child if she wants. So I wanted to take a minute and talk about condoms with you. <laughs> Okay. That's a, that's I mean, it's kind of interesting that he was wearing a condom and she took the condom and took the sperm out of it. But, you know, what are some of the more popular condoms? Of course, you know, we advocate that at diva Better because we believe in safe sex and we want to make sure that people are protecting themselves. And I know condoms uh, help out with that. So what would you recommend to all the Bettics listening?
3: There are more condoms than there ever were. I worked in a condom store in the 90s and I thought there was a big selection and now there are more. So... You, I think the most important thing is experimentation. You want to you wanna find one that fits you and the one that's comfortable for you. There are many options um, in, in very thin condoms. If you're allergic to latex, you can get the latex-free, which would be the polyurethane or the lambskin. The lambskin do not protect against um, STDs, though, so you have to be aware of that. But they are more comfortable than a latex condom if you're just using it for birth control. Um, there are female condoms, the reality female condom, Is inserted into the vaginal cavity, so it's not like you have to put it on right at the moment when the man gets an erection. It's already in there, Um, and then he wouldn't have to wear a condom. You could just uh, correct. Okay, correct. So there's the female condom. Um, If you're if you're looking for a traditional condom and you want something that's ultra thin, the crown. It's called Crown, uh, made by Okamoto. Very, very thin. A lot of people love those. They do run a little bit snugger than a typical condom, but a lot of times that's not an issue for people. Um, if another snugger fit condom that's really popular is the Caution Wear Iron Grip. Um, those are a little bit smaller than a than typical condom. For the for the larger guys out there, there's the Lifestyles King Ribbed um, and then the Trojan Magnum, which is obviously very popular. I don't recommend buying a, a condom that's too large for you just because it can slip off. So you really want something that fits. So what if you aren't that well endowed?
0: Like what does a guy do if he didn't, he can't use a magnum? What would he use?
3: You, you can get the Crown Skinless Skin or the, the Caution Wear Iron Grip. Um, trying to think of the other ones the the crown is really the most popular one that i came across Or the beyond seven beyond seven's popular also i remember that and they're very thin
0: all right now we should tell everybody if they're enjoying this conversation they want to get some more help on lubricants or uh or condoms and test them out that your trig laboratories is donating some to DivaBedic that we could give away tell everyone what they could get in a gift box from trig laboratories
3: So we're donating our Safe Sex kits. That contains one condom and one platinum premium personal lubricant and a little bit of Safe Sex information. And if you want more information on on our lubricants, you can go to StaysWhatLonger.com. And if you want more information on the condoms, you can go to CondomDepot.com. They have a lot of great information.
0: All right. Well, thank you, Jennifer, for being a part of the show. I enjoyed this conversation.
3: Thank you so much.
0: Have a good night.
3: Straight ahead,
0: everybody, it's time to meet the Charlie's Angels of Outreach, and hear some of our hot, hot topics tonight. Olé, 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 olé,
1: olé. olé.
0: All right, everybody, let's meet two legendary diabetes educators from around the country and one legendary actor-author. Please welcome to the show Dr. Beverly S. Adler, other known as Dr. Bev. Hi, Dr. Bev.
4: Hey, Max. How are you?
0: I'm fabulous. Thanks for joining us. Please welcome my Southern belle, my Georgia peach, Patricia Addy-Gentle from Atlanta, Georgia. Hi, Patricia. Hi, Max. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for joining us. And all the way from L.A., I think he's on the set of some big TV show. Well, he was working with Mad Men. We'll have to find out what he's working on now when he's not writing bestsellers. Please welcome author Peter Apricelli. Hi, Peter. Hi, Max. How are you? Yeah. All right. Tonight, we're going, to be talking, we're going to introduce our hot topics by playing John Legend's biggest hit. I hinted at it earlier tonight. This song is, he wrote was dedicated to his wife, Angels. And Peter, let's take a listen to All of Me.
1: You're crazy and I'm out of my mind Because all of me loves I'd love
0: to know how many people try to hit that high note while they're driving their car in the morning and listening to John Legend. I would be guilty of that challenge, by the way. Uh, Patricia, I want to start with you tonight. We just heard John Legend's hit, All of Me, and of course we're sending our prayers out to actor-comedian Tracy Morgan, who's best known for his roles in 30 Rock and Saturday Night Live, as well as his family. I mean, Tracy Morgan remains in critical condition tonight at a New Jersey hospital after having uh, been in in a multi-vehicle crash on Sunday. You know, uh, Tracy Morgan, I think a lot of people don't realize, is living with type 2 diabetes. He's also a, he received a kidney transplant in 2010, I believe. And I'm just curious, when we talk about all of me, I'm, I want to reference this with you, Patricia, and talk about how diabetes affects all of me if I'm in ICU, if I have multiple injuries like uh, Tracy Morgan does. How would diabetes affect me in a medical situation like that?
5: Well, first of all, um, I like to reference diabetes when I am doing consults or speaking with um, anyone with a diagnosis. Um, I stress the fact that there is not a day without diabetes. Um, every day of your life you live with it, and you don't go on vacation without it. It goes with you everywhere you go. And uh, with that being said, said, then um, even in the ICU after a traumatic Incident um, such as what Tracy has experienced, his diabetes is of utmost concern. And in uh, lieu of the fact that he has had the kidney transplant, you think about the steroids that are given for the anti rejection of any transplanted organ. And steroids have that ability to increase the blood sugar. So it's going to be a challenge to uh, Gives him the good diabetes management, the management of his blood sugars. Of course, insulin is always uh, something, even if he doesn't take on a normal routine basis, he's probably, I'm sure, using insulin at this point. And so in modern medicine, we do have ways to combat the problems that um person is undergoing. Uh, just let me say that, he is better off having had this accident now than if he had had an accident such as this after a transplant 20 years ago. So modern medicine has um, taken us a long way towards better diabetes management. But the steroids will be a factor. When the body is stressed with multiple fractures like he has, then, of course, the adrenal uh, glands are also producing higher levels of cortisol to respond to any kind of a stressful situation, whether it's healing fractures or whether it's uh, emotional stress. Uh, The body does release cortisol in combination with the cortisone or uh, steroid that he's been given for anti-rejection practices. So there are challenges. Um, People without diabetes, who have multiple fractures like his would also have a problem in the healing process, but diabetes will complicate that.
0: All right, well thank you for that information. Dr. Bev, you know, we were just talking about Tracy Morgan, about the multiple, car, the multiple car vehicle crash she was in earlier. A lot of men love to drive. Actually, dr- men drive more than women, even though there are more women drivers. Uh, they drive longer distances, especially during vacations and wi- weekend trips. Let's talk about diabetes and driving. What precautions should a person with diabetes take before getting behind the wheel?
4: Well, I'm going to start by saying a person, even without diabetes, like unfortunately the driver of that Walmart
2: mm-hmm. truck,
4: you have to be well-rested if you're going to get behind the wheel, whether you have diabetes or not, and uh, as I understand the news stories, you know, that driver fell asleep at the wheel, and uh, so that's that's a cautionary uh, word for all of us that you, uh, you know, you have to be well-rested. But um, for a person with diabetes, um, we need to make certain that our blood sugars are within uh, our target range. And uh, that's very important because uh, especially so if somebody is taking insulin and um, you don't want to have a a low blood sugar reaction behind the wheel and uh, at worst, uh, you know, pass out. And so um that's that's uh, very important that uh people check their blood sugars before they get behind the wheel. Um in my book, My Sweet Life, Successful Men with Diabetes, I have a very um special type one diabetic driver, Charlie Kimball. And he's a professional race car driver and uh he he, uh, well, clearly he checks his blood sugar before he gets behind the wheel when he's uh, racing. But uh, we don't have to go to these extreme lengths. But uh, Charlie has a special, um, uh, I'll say, apparatus in his uh, car that he can wear his uh, continuous glucose monitor. And it transmits to a receiver that's mounted on his race car. And so while he's in the car, he has his blood sugar levels displayed on the steering wheel and his PIT team also is able to monitor his blood sugar. And uh, this way they can make sure that, uh, you know, he's staying within a target range. And he has a very elaborate system that allows him, if his blood sugars are falling, He has a drink tube in his helmet connected to a drink bottle filled with orange juice. And uh, he also has an emergency insulin kit that's in the pit just in case he needs that. And um, Charlie Kimball says in my chapter that uh, he has never needed to use the orange juice during a race or open the emergency kit, and he credits that to his doctors and his training and his nutritional preparation. So uh, we may never drive a race car, but uh, we certainly want to make certain that uh, our blood sugars are well within our target range and, uh, so that we can uh, be safe on the road for ourselves and for others.
0: And, Dr. Bev, you, you've spoken publicly about the fact that you're living with type 1 diabetes, so what do you carry in your car?
4: Well, I've also spoken on your program that I also have hypoglycemia unawareness. Okay. And um, in that case, uh, I, I do absolutely check my blood sugars before I uh, am behind the wheel because, in my case, I could be having a low and have no awareness of it. And uh, thankfully, uh, thankfully, because I am very cautious and careful, I've never had anything bad happen. But um, in my car, I have in my glove box, I have uh, some glucose tablets. I have, um, I have um, uh, granola bar. I have foods, if I am low and if I'm stranded somewhere, that will help pop my, uh, my blood sugars up. And, of course, I have my meter in my pocketbook, and, of course, I have my insulin in my pocketbook. And so if, I, if my blood sugars are running way too high, um, I would be able to check, and mm-hmm. I'd also be able to correct
0: and all those things are within easy reach, which I love. <clears throat> I think that's great. Now, you did a little research for us, and you found out that in some countries, having diabetes and getting behind the wheel could be something that is being regulated, or there's there's laws around this. Can you explain that a little bit?
4: Yes. We don't have that here in this country, although there is a position statement from the American Diabetes Association, and um they uh and th- now all i 'm talking about are are just uh drivers, not commercial licenses or anything like that, but uh the regular run of the mill you know individual driver um we don't have any particular um, um, laws that uh, uh you know limit our driving but in um The U.K., for one, they have what they call the Driver and Vehicle Licensing Agency, and um, that is specifically for drivers that are on insulin that they must register for this um, licensing agency, and um, they have to renew their, I guess, uh, whatever the licensing is they have to renew that every one or two or three years, depending. And, um, they need to have, uh, uh a doctor's, uh, examination. They need to, uh, I- I'm guessing that they're going to be limited if they've had, clearly if they've had accidents, but related to their diabetes, specifically severe. Low blood sugar reactions, and um, we don't have any such uh, limitations on us. But uh, they um, they they say that um, if you're not on insulin, you do not need to notify them unless there's um, you know due to the medication, not necessarily insulin, um, that would affect um, high blood sh- uh, low excuse me low blood sugars. But um, uh, you have, if you are a bus driver, for example, you need to monitor your blood sugar on a meter with a memory, and then they have to provide three months of meter readings at their assessment, and uh, they have to note if there's any changes in their diabetes treatment or any complications. So there, there's a lot, there's a lot yeah. more uh, limitations. Going on.
0: Right, then we realize. All right, well now we're gonna turn the wheel, so to speak. Um,
4: <laughs>
6: yes. and talk
0: to author, actor, Peter Rpacella. How are you, Peter? Hey
6: Max, I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Thank
0: you so much for joining the show.
6: Well, thank you for having me. I love being here every time.
0: Well, you're helping to celebrate June is men's health month. You wrote an incredible book as well called Good Like Us, correct? I'm feeling like good I'm like, every- good like This. Yes. And uh, it, it really talks about a man living with type 1 diabetes. And the interesting thing is, Peter, that I read that the number one reason men don't want to talk about or take care of their health, regardless of their race or ethnic background, is the fear of receiving bad news. In, men, in general, men don't like to hear that they are sick because they don't want sh- to show their vulnerability. How do you feel about this statement? Do you agree or disagree?
6: Well, in general, I, I definitely agree um, I, I am thinking of my father, my grandfather. Who, you know, anytime they had even as much as a fever, they wouldn't allow us to go, you know, see them in the bedroom. Or uh, and then, uh, you know, never mind when my father had his uh, dramatic descent with, with with drugs and everything. When, you know, it would have been better for for him and 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 happy for us if we could have helped uh, but you know that resistance of to you know making themselves uh, look uh, flawed it's more, it's more than, than vulnerable I think it's flawed uh, I think we men are uh, more silly than women uh, just we come in like this so, we, we have a built-in God complex, and so anything that contradicts the fact that we somehow are God and omnipotent and everlasting <laughs> in our physical body, we tend to dismiss and uh, not want to deal with. Um, so, anything that, that makes us look and feel like we have something to fix, that we're flawed, it's a little bit of a chip into our ego. Um, I am extraordinarily gr- grateful to have uh, quickly outgrown this. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to call it male condition. Without, you know, I, I don't. Mean, I don't mean to offend uh, anyone. I, I'm just making fun of myself because I was in it. But very early on, because with diabetes, um, you know. My mortality was very apparent to me immediately, and I was seven years old. Uh, and uh, and nonetheless, I went years upon years, you know, uh, not really wanting to take full responsibility, even though, you know, if you put me on, um, you know, on a map of how people manage their diabetes, I've been overall quite good. Uh, even when I was crazy, Um, but I was, you know, not looking at my lows and not caring about my lows, and what you guys were just talking about is life-threatening, you know, getting a person with type 1 diabetes uh, that is unaware or unwilling to deal with hypoglycemia behind a wheel. I have driven uh, motorcycles, and I... In hypoglycemia, I don't know how I got from one place to another. Never mind, I don't know how I didn't kill anybody, including myself.
0: Well, you're, uh, so you I also think, talk about this in your book, Like This, yeah. I wanted to say. The main character kind of goes through a lot of denial, right? I yeah. Mean, it really, it's yeah. A fic- we should tell everyone it's a, a work of fiction, but really, clearly, if you want to get into the mindset of why maybe the man in their life is in denial about their diabetes or just technically, like you're saying, in, de- in denial about how much they need to manage it, I guess we could say. It's not really, they know they have diabetes, it's just in denial about maybe some of the day-to-day nuances of managing their diabetes. Your book really kind of captures the mindset of that person and kind of takes the reader along on a journey. Can you just give us a brief synopsis of the book?
6: Oh, um, it's it's about a um, uh, successful, well-to-do New York City family. He's a successful investment banker. She's a successful artist. They have a delightful daughter, um, and they make the covers of magazines. But behind closed doors, they have secrets, and these secrets uh, uh, will take them down unless uh, they find a way to uh, change their attitude toward themselves and toward their relationship and toward life in general. Um, she is uh, a drug addict in the closet for the best part of their relationship and he is a badly managed diabetic with a uh, type 1 diabetes that puts him in a hospital in hypoglycemic coma uh, you know at the at the start of, of the story and when he discovers her addiction uh, life changes for both of them and uh, uh, they have to make choices and through a roller coaster of uh, denial, actions, uh, mistakes, uh, and, uh, and uh, commitments that are uh, lost and then taken again, uh, Paul manages to uh, get on a track of awareness, which changes his life thanks to the help of uh, uh, this researcher, this cutting-edge research about the effect of stress uh, on uh, on diabetes.
0: It's a great book, everybody. You should definitely pick it up, and I strongly recommend both Peter's book, Good Like This, and Dr. Bev's book, Uh, My Sweet Life, Successful Men Living With Diabetes. I found both amazing. I wanted to share these books and resources with you. you tonight, my listeners, because it gives you insight into what's going on in the head of the man you're living with or the child, your son or grandfather or uncle who might not be managing his diabetes. You could hear about the successes in Dr. Bev's books. You could also hear about the journey and some of the mindsets that people go through in Peter's. Great books, everybody. It's time to wake everybody up because you know what? John Legend has nine Grammy Awards, and here's one of my favorite songs featuring The Roots. It's a remake of a Harold Melvin and the Blue Note song. Let's take a listen.
1: Wake up, everybody! No more sleeping in bed. No more backward thinking. Time for thinking ahead. The world has changed so very much from what it used to be. There is so much hatred, war and politics.
0: That's right, everybody. It's time to wake up, because i got a real-life living legend with me tonight. She's living with type 1 diabetes, and she's been living with type 1 diabetes for many, many years. We're going to find out how many in a minute. Please welcome Catherine from New Orleans. Hi, Catherine.
2: Hey, Max. How are you?
0: Great. Welcome back to Diabetes Late Night. You really are a living legend, I must tell you. I mean, you've been living with diabetes how long?
2: Uh, 45 years.
0: Forty. Let's give you a round of applause.
2: No, oh, thank you.
0: You know it's Men's Health Month, and I know that you don't you don't manage your diabetes alone. You have someone very special in your life who's been who's been your partner for quite a while. Tell us about the person who helps you manage your diabetes. That that
2: would be my husband, Mark. Um, that I, I couldn't have married uh, a better person. Uh, if if, I, if somebody with diabetes diabetes was going to marry somebody. When I met him, he didn't eat sweets. He didn't like sweets. I said, oh, my gosh, this is terrible, you know. But that in itself helped. But, no, it's the, it's the, uh, the help that he gives me on a daily basis, the, the reminders that I get from him. Because sometimes, you know, so many things are going on at one time. Um, did, you, did you test your blood sugar? Did you, did you eat? Did you take this pill? Did you, did you do that? Uh, it, it, it all helps. And uh, I, I get a great, great deal of, of help from him morning to night. It's just, uh, it's just unbelievable. You, you couldn't ask for something, something better.
0: I love it. You know, people always say the grass is greener on the other side of the fence. You're living with type 1 diabetes in the land of gumbo and um, yeah. pralines. How have you managed for 45 years to be in New Orleans and still stay on top of your health care? Like, What are some of your secrets that you've learned along the way?
5: well
2: i I'll, I'll tell you what it, it, it's not really a secret it's just it's just a to do you have to do it um growing up when i was uh peter was talking about uh, uh in his book about his book um who uh you know you 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 have to um you have to come to grips with it and and you can do it um it just it's, it's hard to do sometimes, very hard to do. And um, I, I just realized at a certain point I said, I've got to do this. I have to do it this way, the right way, the way my doctor's talking to me about it, the way my uh, CDE tells me to do it and the nurses are telling me to do it. I've got to do it this way because you know what? I want to be a legend and I want to live. And I want to, you know, you can be surprised. You can be surprised at what you can do as far as treatment for yourself. You you really can. People say they can't, but they can.
0: Oh, totally. All right, now both of you have been living with diabetes for quite a long time, and I know it's changed considerably, and I think one of the biggest things would be in essence, the diabetes community. I mean, today we're so thankful to have social media like this podcast. We have, diva has a website, but there's so many great resources, including Diabetes Daily, Dr. Bev, Ask Dr. Bev's website, uh, D-Life, who I work with all the time, and, of course, the American Diabetes Association. Catherine, what was it like to be in New Orleans 45 years ago and be diagnosed with diabetes? Did you know anyone else? And then when did the community, when did you kind of reach out to the community?
2: Uh, there there was um, when I was nine years old and I was in the uh, children 's ward at uh, at the hospital, I met one other diabetic who had the same doctor I did that was the first diabetic I ever met after that uh, it wasn 't until the the first uh, blood glucose meter came out, which I believe was um, late uh, early
5: eighties i think
2: yeah and um that 's when the social media uh, came into it all because I started to meet all these other diabetics and all these other people, and I even uh, helped with the uh, the American Diabetes Association's uh, support group that they had that they were that they were doing, and uh, we helped form that. and And from there, it's just it's just gone crazy.
0: All right, now I have to ask you about another very famous woman from New Orleans living with type 1 diabetes because you just referenced the 80s. Um, what did you think of Steel Magnolias when it first came out?
2: Uh I said, Yeah, that's uh that's me. I've been there. I've you know, I i I thought it was a great movie. Uh I loved it to death and but I said, Yeah, that's that's me. I've I have i have been right where she is.
0: And you went through that struggle with you know, I mean that that the the end of that yeah. movie is just heartbreaking, is it not?
2: It, it is. It is. It's very heartbreaking and uh it's uh it's the, it is a struggle It is a struggle I am not going to deny that um, uh, and I, I, But I don't want to say that To get other people just disappointed That they can't do this Because they can They can work with this And they, they, they can get it down straight uh, uh, But no and, and, and again Yeah it is a struggle It is a struggle And,
0: and you, Peter you, you what did you think it? of that Oh I'm sorry I wanted to just no, ask, no, go ahead, Peter. Go ahead. What Peter what did you think of Steel Magnolias Did you ever see that movie?
6: And um, actually, no, i haven't uh, but i I know how you know the 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 story the the scene and and uh, how diabetes is played and and it's great because it brings it to center stage and it makes people aware um, but like uh, you were just saying um, it's not it's not the full story diabetes is among the things that can happen to a person, it's a, it's a manageable thing. The thing that is extremely annoying is, is that it's fully and completely, 100%, my responsibility. Because it's up to me what I eat, it's up to me if I exercise, it's up to me... If I take too much insulin or too little insulin, it's up to me. If I drink, it's up to me. It's up to me if I if I smoke, and and all these things. And uh, mm. and this is why I was happy to write a story like Good Life, because it's the first time in fiction where a protagonist with diabetes goes from victim to hero, not in spite of diabetes, but because of it. Mm. And it has never been dealt, uh, diabetes has never been dealt uh, like this in, uh, in a story, because we shy away from this. It's a strong message, and it makes me responsible for what I have. Whereas something like steel magnolia or other things, uh, you know it's like, oh God, it's tough, it's tough. And like you, you were just saying, I don't just want to say that it's tough because it can be dealt with it can be managed and the only thing that we have to have is the willingness and the awareness that we want to take responsibility for ourselves
0: all right well that's good advice and listen everybody I love to play games so Catherine Lawrence I'm upping the stakes tonight If you get this challenge right, I'm gonna give you a copy of Good Like This. I'm gonna have I'll buy it from Peter and I'll send it to you and you can read this book. It's amazing. I'm even gonna throw in a copy of Dr. Bev's um, My Sweet Life. The successful women living with diabetes. We gave that away last month, but I'm gonna buy a copy and give you two. If you get this right, if you get it wrong, you're both gonna have to come to my house and watch Steel Magnolias with me, Peter. And you'll have to do the we'll do it in Italian accent. Okay, so it's (laughs) before we play our first game, I'm gonna take him in and play my favorite song by John Legend, uh, let's, he's committed to making modern soul albums that flip classic the uh, the classic feel into a modern context. Let's take a listen to my favorite song.
1: We'll go to a place only lovers go, to a spot that we've never known. To the top of the clouds, we're floating away.
0: He could be talking about a high blood sugar. You never know, right? All right. Well, Catherine, this is what we're going to play. Diabetes Time Machine, it's my challenge. Mama Rosemarie and I are going to Pittsburgh ADA Expo in November, and we're going to be headlining with this show on the main stage. You're going to try to put these three milestones from the 2000s in the correct chronological order, starting with what you think happened first. Then you could ask Peter what he thinks, and then I'll let you ask either Patricia or Dr. Bev. If you get it right, you're going to get two books plus some wonderful prizes from our other sponsors, including Dr. Greenfields, Cabot Cheese, and New Naturals. Here you go. Number one, Byetta is approved by the U.S. to treat type 2 diabetes by working to increase insulin production in response to blood glucose levels. Number two, the term pre-diabetes is in- introduced by the American Diabetes Association. And number three... R&B legend Luther Vandross releases his final studio album, *Dance with My Father*. Put them in the correct order.
2: Um. Uh, number one. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say uh, Luther Vandross uh, album. Number
0: one. number one. Okay. Number
2: two is that. This is what I think. Number two is the uh, *Bayetta*, and number three is *Free Diabetes*.
0: Okay, I'm going to tell you honestly that um, I want to give you two books. Plus, we got cabbage cheese. A lot going on here. Peter, help her out for the for a copy of Good Life and Sweet Life: Successful Women Living with Diabetes. What What are they? Come on, do you know? Um, Peter Aprisola going for a challenge right now. You mean You mean the order of these things? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So
6: I think. Viata is first, Luther is second, and and pre-diabetes is
2: third.
4: (laughs) 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 Dr. Bab,
0: what do you want to say? (laughs) Doug, the sound is terrifying. Oh, my gosh.
4: (laughs) Okay. um, uh, Luther, I'm going to say I'm going to start with, I think, pre-diabetes that was introduced first. And I'm going to say that the FDA approved Bayada second. And I'm going to guess Luther Vandross was uh, the third in um, the events.
2: <laughs> <Uh-oh>.
0: <laughs> Mama Rose, what do you want to say? Take a guess. I'm going
7: to go just the opposite of everybody else. Um, I'm going to go with pre-diabetes, pre um, Luther Vandross and the
0: uh, last one the Uh, and do you want to give should I give away books if you got it right mom
7: yeah of course course.
0: all right Mama Rose for the win Catherine Lawrence you're going to get a copy of Good Like This Compliments of Me from Peter Rapacella you're going to get a copy of My Sweet Life Successful Women Living with Diabetes Compliments of Me by Dr. Beverly S. Adler. Check out our website, everybody. Ask Dr. Bev. And for playing along with us tonight, you're also going to enjoy a New Naturals Gift Basket filled with diabetic-safe, low-glycemic, tooth-friendly sweeteners, a Cabot cheese gift basket, and Dr. Greenfield's diabetes products, which are specifically designed for people with diabetes with sensitive and delicate skin. What do you think?
2: Oh. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm loving it.
0: And <laughs> we're loving having you on the show before we go Patricia before we get to Mama Rosemarie, I want to ask you what does pre-diabetes mean
5: well Max pre-diabetes is a condition that um, starts prior to a person developing full blown diabetes and Um, We in the diabetes industry um, years ago would call it insulin resistance or glucose intolerance, and way, way back a lot of people would tell you they have maybe just a touch of diabetes or they don't have it yet, and it's not anything that they should worry about. But we did come to realize that, Um, When we have people who take diabetes seriously and start making efforts to make lifestyle changes, then outcomes can be so much better. So pre-diabetes was introduced, and uh, in that way we spread more awareness and um, we have people taking more control and better management skills prior to uh, letting diabetes set in full blast.
0: Right. And Mama Rose, I know you want to share your mother diabetes tip tonight for all the guys and gals listening. Please share your tip for us.
7: Yes, I will. Uh, over time, the sun's rays can seriously damage our eyes and surrounding skin. Sometimes it can lead to vision loss or may even cause cataracts or even eye and eyelid cancers. However, simple daily protective strategies, will help keep our eyes and sensitive skin around them healthy. It's best to wear sunglasses all year round when the sun is shining or the snow is falling. Eyeglasses or sunglasses really help uh, keep that glare down. Before purchasing the sunglasses, check your tags, labels, or even the packaging to make sure that the lenses provide a proper UV protection. For extra assurance, look for the Skin Cancer Foundation Seal of Recommendation. Stay healthy in the sun. Ciao for now.
0: I love it. Now, listen, if you want to get more tips from Mama Rosemarie and hear more from the angels, subscribe to the DivaBeg e-newsletter at divabeg.org. Visit DivaBeg's Facebook fan or group pages by Father's Day, June 15th to win a copy of Dr. Beverly S. Adler's My Sweet Life, Successful Men Living with Diabetes. And tune in to my What's Fresh videos where I give you the week's trending stories on my YouTube channel. Catherine, what did you think of tonight's show?
2: Max, I loved it. I, I really wanted to say Lorraine's poem was beautiful. And mm-hmm. uh, it, 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 I love what you do. I love what you bring about in people. Uh, I, I love what you can get across to people. And I I just I love the show, and um, I love everything about you. And uh, just a little sidebar, um, I've had diabetes for so long, I definitely need a lubricant, okay? So I'm just letting you know. The platinum is is, is on my way. (laughs) On that note,
0: let's end the show with another song by John Legend. Remember, every divin dude has an entourage, and I'm so glad to be part of yours. Let's get happy, stay healthy, and stay lubricated together. Here we go. Enjoy your (laughs) night, everybody. Bye. Thanks. Bye,
2: everybody. Bye.
1: Bye. Red roses, too. I see them bloom for me and you. And I think to myself, What a wonderful world I see skies and blue Clouds of white The bright blessed day The dark sacred night And I think to myself